0: Special guest with us today. Special guest. That's where you introduce yourself, bro. Rob Moore. <laughs> um. First of all, we always start off by asking each other, "How's business?" Is there a reason why you stick to just around Peterborough?
1: Yeah. How would I manage a property in Birmingham? I've got to be here mm. twice a week. Mm. That's six hours in the car. That's all my rental profit gone in petrol on my Lamborghini. so that's not going to work you know the good agents the shit agents you know the good refurb people the shit ones you know the good tenants the bad tenants in your area and i know that in my area and if i Mm. come to your area i've got to learn all that over again likewise if you came to mine
2: some people argue Oh, you're not managing the property though like why can't you invest? But you still have game? to manage
1: the manager. So I also own a management company that's thirteen hundred and fifty mm. tenants. And if I've got ten properties in ten cities, I've got to manage ten managers who are then managing my properties. Because you know what it's like with the letting, lettings and management.
3: Mm. You don't
1: just give them the property and then go to bed. <laughs> the, the, they fuck around. They, you yeah, know, they have yeah, six months yeah. voids. Mm. They get don't check tenants properly. It's mm. never completely so hands off, you, is it? No, like I have never met anyone. And I've been doing business seventeen years, and probably yeah. seventeen years. Yeah. I've never met anyone who's scattergunned all over the country and made a load of money. Mm. Never.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And mm. so you have got have your gold mine area. That's what they say. Mm.
1: Yeah, or you know, do that for ten years and then branch out. Mm. Once you feel you've saturated the area, or you know, I could go to London, for example, because I, I could, you know, London's obviously a, a great place to invest. Um, but. I mean the prices in London, for for what you get a, for a million, in Peterborough will cost you ten in Kensington and Chelsea. Mm. Mm. So why would I do that?
0: Yeah, sure, man, sure. Yeah. What are you saying, Mikey? So
1: now for
2: me, I just focus on Birmingham. at yeah. Push the West Midlands. Yeah. But that's it.
0: Okay then. Mm. Let's see us.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I've been busy. <laughs> I've been busy still. Uh, obviously think last time it was on I was talking about uh the studio and I just put the the promotion out there for the um the portraits and whatever and that's that's doing what it's doing and I can push it way more definitely not pushing it enough but I'm active with taking the portraits and I'm getting good feedback from them so I'm doing something, and it's yeah, better know, than not doing that. And you yeah, get me. The, so. The, the mm. energy's
2: definitely shifted from where you wasn't. It was just like this, it was kind of dormant, and you wasn't sure what was going on and mm. you, know, you wanted to do it or not. Do you think that talk helped? Was that a, a spark? Uh, uh, I he was going there anyway. He was going to do it. I was yeah, going
3: to do it anyway. Gonna, do it anyway. Like obviously, it's it's always good to have a catch up and have people that are going to hold you accountable as well as be the uh, protagonist in the conversation and poke and project. You get what I'm saying? To to push you. Yeah. You know that That's, <laughs> that's, that's you do that every day. Everyone's like. someone's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> when you start your own business,
1: you think everyone's going to be your bitch. It never changes. Oh. So you're always someone's <laughs> bitch. <laughs> 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 that's how it goes, man. But you know what it
0: is? I'm excited about his business for him because obviously mm. he's got his, um, his studio space and he's, and he's kitted it out to how he's in a creative way for, for what he wants But obviously I'm saying He's he's, he's looking at his consumers As other creatives mm-hmm. But a lot of the time They don't want to spend no money sure. But because he's a creative Yeah he's Well, That's that's how I'm seeing it yeah,
3: anyway Yeah like, like Speedy likes to talk You know what I'm yeah. saying And there's nothing wrong with that But I don't see my consumer As just a creative So what do you see it as then? I see my consumer As As anyone that needs a space You know what I'm saying But at the same time Like there is going to be uh, A creative flair And like me wanting to see the the studio used how I would use it, but that's not my intended client. You get what I'm saying? So there's going to be a load of different things that I'm going to do that will open it up to a, a wider demographic. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, man, like, you know, as I said, I'm I'm doing bits and bobs and I'm gradually progressing.
0: I'm just trying to get him to do it a bit faster. That's yeah. all it is. Like yeah, and And get to the
3: money a bit quicker. mean where
0: where if he's got a space to use (laughs) and families want to take pictures or recordings or people on Hindus, head nights different occasions where they've actually got money rather than the creatives then Mm -hmm. target your market at them rather than people that are going to try and struggling not yeah basically
3: yeah and i i I get that i get that in it but obviously what mikey just said as well like there's other stuff that i'm doing in it so i was a part of the, uh, the panel conversation in london uh, at my bridging's launch for the trainers and that was that was sick because that yeah. was me being thrown into the deep and having to conduct a conversation in front of people who were obviously respected in their fields and you know we spoke about uh imposter syndrome and we spoke about just how you go about you know uh, getting money out of the creative industry it was it was just sick you get know what i'm saying to be in that space and to be the guy that was conducting the conversation you know what i'm saying so that obviously put a pep in my step as well so yeah, man. Since the last time, f- things have been good in it. I yeah, man. Can't complain. Okay. And you, Speedy? For me,
0: I've had to take a, a step back in it because obviously family issues. My mom's not been too well, so I've t- I've been spending more time at home. Thankfully, the, obviously the gym's got to a stage where it just runs itself now. Um, I don't actually need to be there. So manager deals with everything, come on the phone to her, she sorts everything else, the gym's doing big numbers and it's and it's and it's growing. So what's your um subs,
2: uh, subscriptions up to now?
0: It floats around thirteen hundred, sometimes twelve hundred, maybe it go up to fourteen, but it gets it, for the space and the size, it gets two packs when it's at fourteen. So it always people start complaining, it come back down and it will go back up again. How
2: how do you monitor that? How do you manage that? Do you ever tell people you cannot join right now? Nah. Nah. So it's self-cause it's a franchise,
0: I've always asked I've always um been asking these kind of questions and it says nah, it will just level itself out and it's just doing what it's doing at the moment. It's not not really? it's not been a problem, so it's not something where I've tried to Cut the um, subs- the members or anything. It's just it just is what it is. It's it's kind of Is that a regular thing then people cancelling cancelling their gym subscriptions? It's as regular as people signing up as well. Yeah. So really? it, the gym's it's doing what it's doing. I wanna open another ten. I'll be honest you you know what I'm saying that's my plan mm. to just keep opening them 'cause it's i I got a formula that works, so that's what I'm sticking with but at the moment like I said, I've just been sitting down for the last month or so and uh been working on the um content and uh making sure that this uh, the 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 sinners have been doing what it's doing so i've just been what have I been doing just like
3: um well where well, uh, you've um You've uh, started to diverse, diversify the content in terms of breaking it down into smaller pieces. So we're uh, uploading more on YouTube. And like, obviously, we've got a section where we ask, what's your biggest sin. So he's been taking those sections and I've re-uploading been them. I've been yeah, just, yeah. Really
0: just been trying to recycle content to get to where we get to, is not yeah, Just going back to what you're saying about the gym.
3: Mm.
2: Rob's saying, Invest. he's saying yeah. I'm not going anywhere that I don't know. i got my area. And I'm killing my area. Yeah. Would like, you, you go somewhere
0: else. For the gym? Yeah. Would
2: you would you would you would you build a At gym? At the moment I,
0: I don't think I wouldn't be going somewhere hella far, but I'd probably go to surrounding cities. Like I would want to open one in Coventry. Mm. You get it? Because there's there's no big gyms there. So it's just it's just about supply and demand for me. Is, really. that, the, is that the next spot then? I wanted it to be, but well, I think someone's already beat me to that, so Wood foundry. Yeah. For... Yeah i wanted it though so you locked in with the foundry yeah it, like the way it. it works yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah man okay that's it rob how's business man
1: <laughs> yeah business is good um lockdown it was hard yeah um but i think we're fully recovered from that now i have various different um, areas to my business mm. so property wise we just bought pizza express and the uppers um we've got some money in our pension to buy some more property prices are going to come down where we are. It's been the bubble waiting to burst. So we want to be ready for that. Um,
2: sorry. What, what do you mean pizza express like
1: I, in the center of town? Mm. There's a pizza express. Mm. I bought the building, Okay. the upper floors uppers, the upper floors. Yeah. Um, so we over through lockdown, we were developing 215 units, mm. and um, we got them finished, and they're kicking out the money now. Um, one of them makes gross 120,000 a month, a net about 80,000 a month, mm. and then the other one, bit smaller but still good, because lockdown like put all that in jeopardy. I mean, if the government has said you can't build through lockdown. Mm we've got a crane at a 1500 quid a day and all the, it, you know it was like it was fucking scary mm. um the training business is doing good it's actually revenue wise our training business is the best it's been it, it's it's um it's running for about 23 million in sales this year but we want—I want to get it to 25 if we have a really good last quarter
0: when you say training business i a i have a property training business yeah.
1: called progressive property okay um We've been doing that 15 years. Yeah. So I want to hit twenty-five. We've never hit twenty five in in revenue. Um, I just finished my, well, I'm just finishing my seventeenth book. It's called Money Matrix. Yeah. So that's two chapters away from being done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So usual bollocks every day, staff problems. Um, that's normal. Tenant problems, that's normal. We've had to pull mm. all of our rents up because the government have made it harder for landlords, rates are going up. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I fucking love being an entrepreneur because exactly. the other option is being told what to do exactly. all day, every day. I don't. That's not me.
0: So, job. Uh, so, so Rob, you mentioned that you had uh, three hundred and forty rental units. Yeah. Um. How many staff members have you got to manage a portfolio that size? About eight. Eight.
1: Yeah. Eight. Okay. Yeah, we have a We have a, a managing company. Because mm. when we got to about three hundred and fifty tenants my my business partner did the maths and he was like it's it's going to be more cost effective to take them all off the property managers and start up our own mm-hmm. management company mm-hmm. mm. and, and i think we need something like a staff member per 60 tenants or 80 tenants um so we have a property management company it manages 1350 tenants of which you know a few hundred of our of our hours and then the rest are you know just other landlords in in peterborough so that business has eight stuff the training business can have up to 150. Currently at the moment, it's probably about 125, that mm-hmm. about 100 of them are in the office and then the rest are outsourced. So the training business is quite heavy on staff, but the property business now, just, just I think Mark will tell you, but maybe one staff member per 80 tenants. Okay, okay.
0: I thought it would have been more than that to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's, um, lettings is quite systemizable. Uh, lettings is something that you can franchise, you know, like a subway. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah. system I mean, my, our training business isn't. Because mm. let's say you're my trainer, I need your knowledge. And if you go and set up on your own, I've lost the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Whereas lettings is quite systematic and tenants tend to stay, you know, maybe on average 18 months. So it is a scalable, it's not that sexy when you start. Mm. But when you get in the thousand, two thousand, three hundred tenants, it's so predictable, like the amount of money we make, you you could get it to the nearest five percent on every tenant Mm. whereas my training business can lose 200 grand in august or make 400 grand in january it's very more up and down
2: which do you prefer
1: well i have no involvement in the property investing or the lettings and management because my business partner deals with that Mm. and um I really liked getting into property in the early mm. years, but I, so I, I don't like dealing with tenants. I don't like dealing with construction sites and builders and all of that. Um, le- dealing with lenders is a pain in the ass. Mm. Um, took me three weeks to get... I mean, I had the money, but sometimes I get my cars on finance just mm. because I, I can use the capital elsewhere. And I just needed to get two loans, one for a DBS and one for an RSQA. I had the money in the bank. It took three and a half fucking weeks to get the thing done. And I'm like, this is a joke. I could just buy them. (laughs) So I didn't like all that. Mm. Whereas the speaking, the content, the training, the writing books and all of that, that's, um, you know, obviously you guys have this show. I'm sure you enjoy that. Yeah, Um, and I like that side. It's not for everyone. Some people don't want to be front of house my business partner he doesn't want to come on a podcast Mm -hmm. doesn't want to stand on a stage um but yeah that's the side of the business I prefer
3: that's why this conversation is so perfect because like this show kind of formulated off the back of um Speedy obviously wanting to like diversify the shows that we do underneath the sinners but he's brought Mikey and Salmon who are two guys who are in property and then I have been brought into the show like later on. So before I was just behind the scenes, kind of taking control of the cameras or whatever, but obviously my perspective and input is always going to be from a creative point of view. And and this conversation um, I'm I'm preempting is going to be sick because obviously you do business, especially in these large area of um, expertise and whatever, but you're also on the content side, which is what I know about. Do you know what I'm saying? And Mm. it's, 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 it's kind of, I want you to just go into like, we want gems, yeah, bro. Like we want, we, we want, want gems. We gems. We want to Elite. live here rich, <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I've, I've driven from Peterborough, so you've got me. Um, I'll answer anything you want. I love the content game. It's fickle as fuck. Yeah. I was just saying before. I've got one video just did six and a half million on TikTok. The next one did five hundred views, mm. and that is I mean that is. Yeah, get too- your fucking head around that, <laughs> and that—that that is the game. Yeah. But you can—you know—you guys have done a lot in a short period of time. I've had yeah. my podcast eight years, mm. and, and you know you can get into content earlier because algorithms have changed. Yeah. And it's not really a, so much about how many followers you have anymore; yeah. it's just yeah. about if people like the content. Mm. So, for example, you know when you scroll, yeah. it always sets you on for you, not your following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just trying to for- force feed you stuff. And it will throw something out of yours. And if people like it, it will send it everywhere mm-hmm. or it will decide not to show. So on YouTube, I've got 200, 237,000 followers. Yeah. And a lot of my videos are getting 2000 views. And then some of them are getting three and a half million. Mm-hmm. So obviously I don't have three and a half million followers. So sometimes yeah. you can reach 20 times your followers. Sometimes you can reach one, one hundredth of your followers. It's algorithm. Yeah. And so you, you got to always be reactive. Yeah. Be agile and to a certain degree, you have got to be a bit of a content whore nowadays and jump on trends. What
0: mm.
3: okay. what 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 made you um so you obviously started in property, but what made you want to go front of the house, be in front of the cameras and and do content content and all that?
1: Um, well, number one, three or four years in realizing I don't really enjoy property, but I'd love the money. Yeah. And I, and I know that it's long term and it's real. Mm. So I wanted to move, but not Completely change and turn my back on what I'd built.
0: When you say you don't enjoy property, yeah, the
1: nuts and bolts, the, the yeah. viewings, the tenants, the boiler and the safety checks, the inventories. Yeah. I mean, yeah, anyone who manages a construction site or has to sit there. I mean, my tenants, they fucking phone up our manager. <laughs> She's just arguing with them all day. Yeah. yeah, they're just like, I wouldn't want to do that yeah. for a living. Mm. Um, so a bit like you've done with your gym. Yeah. I'll, I'll build a business now. i put a manager in place. Yeah. And then once the manager's in, manager's in place, that frees up my time. And so um, I figured out, because in my industry, businesses don't get that big. Mm. They get one, two, three million, and they seem to hit a ceiling. And I kept thinking, well, surely this is a 25 or a 50 million pound a year industry. And the one thing I've realized that stopped them all was they got good, And then they were doing a lot of investing and then they start their own training business and they're splitting their time between speaking Mm -hmm. and teaching and investing. And in the end, you can't do both and you just can't scale. Mm -hmm. So the missing formula, which is a bit like your gym, is I started to train up trainers. Mm -hmm. So I have probably seven or eight really good trainers now. And -hmm. that took me from doing, in in my most busy year, I did 250 speaking days, Mm -hmm. 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And I fucking wiped myself out outer body experiences, knackered. Yeah. <laughs> and mm. so I'm like, this is unsustainable, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. So what do I do? So I built a, a train the trainer program. And yeah, so we were, then we were probably at 3 million quid and now we're at 23 million quid. Um, and I think we can get to 25 this year. And I don't have to work, you know. Mm. And one of your co-hosts said, well, what are you doing here on a Saturday? <laughs> well every day is a saturday for me yeah like doesn't i don't, I don't know what a weekend is so then like i don't understand that concept
0: so basically it's about getting yourself in a position to free up your time yeah. every single time
1: creating systems and processes and manuals and franchises and management mm-hmm. yeah in place um because the thing that's good about entrepreneurs is they like variety the thing that's bad about entrepreneurs is they like variety. variety yeah so what most people do is they start too many things all at once and they end up getting really overwhelmed you got to focus on one thing, build it, and then you've got to get yourself out. Yep. But when you get yourself out, it still has to exist. And then you build something else, and then you get yourself out. And that's how you build multiple businesses. So I got myself out of property maybe 11 years ago. Mm. I got myself out of the training seven years ago. Um, so now I'll just... Content was the, then you're like, well, what the fuck do I do now? I've got nothing left to do. Yeah, yeah, Um And that's, so then content's been my most recent thing that takes up time. We're about to hit a thousand episodes on my podcast disruptors wow. and tr- trying to, you know, repurpose on all the channels and be on them, mm. TikTok. Now we're trying to figure out Snapchat now as our new one.
2: What's the goal? What's the goal with this?
1: Um So my vision is to help as many people on the planet get better financial knowledge. So ultimately... This is why I love property and business. Mm -hmm. I think that what you learn in schools about money is really out of date. I think the way the government runs essentially a monopoly um, and uses your money to make money, most people don't understand. Mm -hmm. I think anyone can be rich, but a lot of people, especially in the UK, you know, for example, you're going to probably ask me what's your biggest sin. And I'm probably going to say <laughs> being a millionaire. Why? Because <laughs> most people think that's evil or that makes you an asshole mm. or that, that you must have fucked people over. To I mean, you read the Bible. Mm. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. That is nonsense. Mm. I love money and I'm not evil. I don't fucking hurt anybody. Um, mm. So I really think that people have such a bad attachment to money. Mm. And and if I could show them that actually you can be a good kind person with the good ethics and good morals in a good business and you can be rich and you don't have to be an arsehole and you don't have to be greedy. I just think certainly in the UK, mm. that's what I want to spend the rest of my life doing, whether it's books, podcasts, businesses, whatever.
2: So with the books and the podcast, you said you want to help people. I was I was listening to another podcast the other day and a guy called out the person who said that to say, so what, you don't want to make money from the podcast? No, oh, I never that said money. that. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> like, so, um, so no, I, I agree. Like, I'm not a charity. I have a charity, but I'm not a charity. So, um, you know, we've done 200 million in sales mm-hmm. in our training businesses. And we have 340 odd properties and probably 35 million pounds worth the mortgages, mm-hmm. let alone properties. Oh, no, I want to be paid really well. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I I came up with a formula for wealth. Perceived value plus fair exchange times leverage. So you cannot get rich without helping people. Steve Jobs got rich giving us good technology. Mm -hmm. Like, how can you get rich and not offer service? You can't. And if you want to help people, that's called a charity or a hobby. So you can do that. So people are either too greedy and like you don't want to give anyone money who's greedy and selfish. But mm. you also don't want to go into business with someone who's got no self-worth and won't charge any money for their work. You know, you guys were having the discussion about mm. creatives.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, if you're an artist and you're not commercial, you, you, what, how are you going to survive? How are you going to buy your equipment? Like this studio, weren't cheap. We're Being cheap. a podcaster's is not cheap. Well, um, so no, I like, I'm not a charity. I, make, I mean, I've written books on money and I make no mistake. I love money. Yeah. I deserve what I get paid. But Facts. if I can help a million people and I earn 10 million, sorry, 10 pounds or a hundred pounds on every million person, then I'm Very doing good, good in the world and I'm getting rich. Yeah. Okay. That's a good answer. Well, a lot of people, for example, <laughs> they get into therapy and coaching. Yeah. They property train um, and they, do all, they le- learn all the training and they spend mm-hmm. 30 or 40 grand on courses and then they're absolutely shit at getting clients and they have this like oh fuck you actually now have to get clients so then they have to learn sales and marketing you can't just be good at the thing you have to be good at sales and marketing yeah, as well that's yeah. what i'm
0: saying so how do you go how do you get to 200 million in sales
1: well i mean you start with 50 grand and you build it up from there so this was a shocker to me back mm.
0: then
1: and and maybe good for you guys as well but Um, I don't know long, how long it took you to make your first net net 50 grand in rental income, but it probably took me about three years and maybe about 50 properties, because back then, when I started properties net, we were making 100 to 200 pounds a month. How many properties have you got to have and how long to hit your first 50 net net? My Mm. first ever training course I did, 25 people at two grand, 50 grand, overheads of three grand, I made 47 net in a weekend. I'm like, fuck, property, yeah, it's great. I still own those assets. Now they've tripled in value. But in one weekend, I took all the knowledge I'd built over those four or five years mm. and did a course. I made the same in a fucking weekend mm-hmm. as I had the three years. And some people say, you know, because Brits can be really fucking sceptical. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, oh, well, those that can do and those that can't teach. Yeah. And there's all that. But no, you can do both. Yeah. The skill is in doing both. Um, and so the more I learn... And the more, like, I've got 17 years of business experience now. I get paid £22,500 for a public speech. Why? Because I've got 17 years business experience. I might sell 500,000 books. Why? Because I've got 17 years business experience. Took me 17 years to build my business experience. Took me three months to write the book. Mm -hmm. Took me weeks to sell 10 or 100,000 copies. So you you build the knowledge in the thing. You do the thing. And then you train the thing. So, for example, you could um, have a load of con- a membership site mm-hmm. teaching people how to launch their own gyms. Or I tell you, the biggest thing in your industry is going from PT to gym owner. That is really? the ceiling for all of them. I have loads of PTs that read my book because yeah. they do it. They're, they're doing thirty pound a session times thirty sessions a week, and they're stressed as fuck and they're not making much money. Mm-hmm. And I said, you've got to build the gym. And then they go on holiday and they've lost a, a week's worth of income. So I the right. first thing is. You've got to train up another PT. Oh, but they go and set up their own gym. Every time I've done that, they fuck me over. Well, then you just have to be better at managing people or you have to have a better system.
0: So me personally, going, to, going in this, in, into this time of, say, re- uh, recession correction, other than having cash ready there, what other ways
1: can we um, take, take advantage of these opportunities? Okay. So when a recession comes, you want to be liquid. And people don't understand the difference between liquidity and cash. So cash is the money you have in cash. Liquidity is the money you can access. Mm-hmm. So I keep a lot of money in the stock market. It's not in the bank in cash. It's in the stock market, but it's liquid. Mm-hmm. And if properties went down half in value, I'm selling all of them mm-hmm. and I'm buying property. You've got WhatsApp. If you've got 10 millionaires in your phone book in WhatsApp, that might be 10 million liquid that you could get. Mm-hmm. Like Mark and I invest our own money. We don't need to do JVs. But... If the whole of Peterborough was on sale for half price, all the famous people and all the rich people I know, I am WhatsApping them saying I can buy Peterborough for 50 pence, lend me 25 pence. And they're in because I've spent years Mm -hmm. developing those relationships. That's, by the way, another great thing about a podcast. You meet a lot of cool people. You stay in touch. You connect on WhatsApp. you, You know, every now and again, I'll throw, like, I'll know my big famous guests who are trying to get on shows and I'll introduce them to a couple of people and just try and help them out. And that goes a long way. So I'm really good friends with Kev Clifton. I've done loads of stuff with him. And he's best mates with Russell Brand. I've been trying to get Russell Brand on my show since 1921. Um, And he's going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Aren't you, Russell? Um, (laughs) So, yeah, liquidity is not just the money you have. It's the relationships you've built over the time that you've been in it. This is why, like... I try to be nice to everyone and I try not to make enemies because you never know when you might want some money. And if there's a big recession, because I, you know, I've probably got enough cash to buy 250,000 square foot, but not a million square foot. Mm. But what if a million square foot came up for sale at 50% off? I'd, I'd want to get in Mm -hmm. and, you know, I've built, the biggest training brand in the UK. So if I went into my Facebook group and said, we've got a million square foot, we can get half price bang, the money's in the bank that day. I built up all that goodwill over 15 years, 45,000 people. That's liquidity. Mm-hmm. So you don't need, it's, your cash is so limited. Like even a rich person hasn't got enough cash to buy five properties. Or PM. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So liquidity. Yeah. Thank you. Cool yeah man
0: yeah <laughs> uh, it was a sick episode to be honest uh, it was probably sick very sick Le- Learn a lot man trust me and y- you've said a lot that I've told CS hopefully he <laughs> hears it from you and not me <laughs> hear it from everyone man don't but you, worry but you know what it is we're all on a personal journey and it. so um, this show is all about sitting down with different people and trying to connect uh, in a business way we don't all have to be on the same levels but maybe just learn something that can bring us to your level and above well
1: i'm just older that's, yeah, that's the it. only difference yeah, facts. you know like i really like what you said about you don't you shouldn't want to be me mm. you you just hopefully can nick a bit because i've been on this earth eight years longer than you yeah. i'm sure if you were my age you'd probably be more rich than me and more successful Fact. that's the the way i look at it Hundred um i'm still learning a lot you know that some guys have been in the content game three years and they're bigger than me. And I've been in it eight because yeah. the young guys are more in touch with, mm. you know, what people want. Like yeah. I, I go to Harry and the team. Oh, I'd love to have this guest. And I'm like, fucking hell, how old are you? 70. The kids <laughs> don't want to listen to this person. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I can get, I can learn things from people younger than me because they're more in touch with society yeah. or what, because that younger demographic is huge. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're all just on our own journey. Um, one thing I always think, though, is, like, think about the odds of us all being in this room at the same time right now. It's got to be about 100 trillion to one. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. When, he, when he said, um, Rob Moore, said, like, I'm sure, it's not like a catfish. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, Fake a or <laughs> yeah.
1: the odds yeah. of us all being in this room are got to be 100 trillion to one. If time yeah. and space are infinite, mm-hmm. time has been going on since infinity. Yeah. So the odds of us all being in this room are 100 trillion to one. Mm-hmm. So why would we not help each other? Oh, right, why right. would we not be kind? Why would we not share ideas? Why would anyone have a superiority or an inferiority complex? Yeah. And why would we swear over bullshit? Yeah, thanks. You know, someone sends an email, oh, fucking hell ruins your day. No email is going to ruin my day. It's pretty hard to ruin my day. Because I'm not going to let it. That's like, it. you know, I got here, I thought I was going to be a two one. You guys were fucking around with memory cards for about nine and a half hours. (laughs) I'm not going to let that bother me. You fed me chicken. (laughs) You knew how to play me like a bitch. (laughs) So I just think it's really easy to forget that. Because we're always chasing someone else. I want to be there. Mm. I want to be there. I want to be there. You know, like I had my fucking cars tracked Mm. um, last week. So some criminal organisation is following where I go, clearly to try and target me to steal all my cars or break into my houses. My, um, I've had plenty of people use me, abuse me, bribe me. My friend Yanni, he got um, robbed at gunpoint and he had his watches stolen. Yanni yeah, Yeah. So sometimes the life we wish for isn't everything. Mm. We don't know the downsides. Someone said to me once, if... If you and your friends could list out all your problems, you'd probably still pick yours over theirs. Mm. But you, you know, that's the, the downside of being an entrepreneur is you're always chasing something. Yeah. So this is why this kind of stuff is cool. So thanks for having me on your show and thanks feeding for me chicken. <laughs> no, yeah, man. Man. Thank you for sharing the uh, the gems. <laughs>